Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, what a hot <laughs> fucking mess that was yesterday. <laughs> what do you mean? Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to After 9. Um, where to begin? Oh, oh, I know exactly where to begin, actually. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> That's perfect. That pretty r- much wraps it up, doesn't it? You know, I've been asking the question for days. Days! What is everyone so fucking afraid of Omicron for? Again, I don't understand why everyone is freaking out in government, but regular people are kind of like, yeah, whatever. How many calls have we taken? And nobody's changing their plans. People aren't worried. And I think, generally speaking, we appeal to the under 50 crowd, but maybe not all in, in all cases. Uh, listen, leaving booster shots open for 50 plus is probably a good idea. If yeah. it makes you feel safer, go and do it. But this news conference yesterday was not very reassuring. Let me give you a couple of examples. Let's go back to yesterday. Doug comes out and he does his thing and then he he brings in the good doctor to answer some questions and we'll talk about Kieran fucking more in just a few minutes. But this is Doug yesterday in his news conference. Well, let, let me tell you, everything's on the table. I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you where the cases will be in two weeks or, or three weeks. All I'm saying, our best defense is get a booster shot. Uh, locking our, ourselves down out of, out of this isn't the solution. What the solution is, is making sure everyone goes out and gets a booster shot in every corner of this province. And that's our plan, and that's what we're going to get done. Yeah, I mean, Doug, which is it? Are lockdowns off the table, or are all options on the table? Because you had contradicted yourself right there. Yeah, that's a scary thing, too, whenever he says anything's on the table. Also, hang on, but didn't they address where the, A, where the fuck he's been? Yep. B, why the fuck were you two hours late? That's a great question. How come you can't address that? How come you can't? What is happening? You're already hired, so in your mind you think, hey, I was okay, I'm late. You know, whatever, I'm not even going to address the fact that I'm late. If we were able to fire someone on the spot, we would have done it yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> why? Where have you been? Don't be late! Why was this at four instead of two like it was initially promoted? Uh, we got calls on after nine. Let's take one now. Hi, who's this? This is Allison. Hey, Allison, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks for calling in to after nine. What'd you think of Doug yesterday? Did you watch the news conference? I didn't. Honestly, I've just been so tuned out to all of it. <laughs> yeah. I was that way for a long time, Allison. I was that way because, and purposely, to be honest with you, every time there was a press conference or something, I thought, okay, as long as you're not changing any restrictions... I don't really need to pay attention to this. I felt like it was better for my mental health to stay away from it and carry on with my life. But I started to get a little bit nervous. And then yesterday, thankfully, no big restrictions. How, what are your thoughts? Um, like on restrictions in general? Anything. The announcement that was made yesterday. Do you think things should change? Do you think restrictions should be put in place? Are you changing your you know, Christmas or, or New Year's Eve plans or anything? A little bit. Um, I feel, though, I have a very different situation my mother um two years before covid we almost lost her she got a really rare lung disorder um and like it's so they don't even have a name for it they've only ever found out like a thousand cases ever like there are people doctors in china studying her so i feel like my family in general is so tight like this omicron variant Mm -hmm. going around 
I'm not scared of it personally. Like, I'm not afraid of getting sick. I'm going to be okay. But if my mom gets it, she could die. So this whole thing has been so hard because a lot of people aren't scared. But my family in general is very concerned because if my mom even gets a cold, she goes to the hospital. Now, are, are, they t- are you guys making extra efforts to keep your mom safe, to keep her isolated, to keep her away from large crowds and, and airborne spread and that sort of thing? Yeah, so my mom doesn't really go out. We do all her shopping for her. Um, we keep her away from the grocery stores as much as possible. She does all kinds of shopping online. If she ever needs something, um, I work from home. I have my own business, so I have the flexibility to go out and help her out. And Yeah, we all kind of do this together. Is she so boosted yet? Yes, she is. Okay, great. What about you guys and the people that interact with her regularly? So my sister is a nurse, so she's boosted. <laughs> um, my dad is allowed to, but I'm currently not allowed to because I'm only 31. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, Monday, it opens up to everybody. So go ahead and get your booster. Yeah, yeah for sure. I do feel for those who have someone who's immunocompromised or anything like that in their family. I I have a girlfriend whose son is, and she actually started homeschooling him recently. So she had him in school for a while, felt really good about it. And then up until about a week, I think it was like a week and a half ago, she's like, nah, he's got to come back home with me because I'm just a little too nervous about it. Hmm. So it does suck for the families of those those people, absolutely. Uh, And it's really hard because I know, like, a lot of people don't get that. So, like, my husband's side of the family, a lot of them are anti-vaxxers in general. Mm -hmm. But they also don't get that we have to be more careful. So that even affects us going to his family Christmas. Um, We said we'll be there, but we will be kind of social distancing. We're not doing hugs with with people. And it sucks. It really sucks. So I just... Yeah, I really don't want more restrictions. Yeah, I hear it's you. It's already hard enough on this family. I hear you. And you know what? We hear way too many stories just like yours. Thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate you downloading. No worries. Take care, guys. Bye. Um, listen, it wasn't all bad yesterday. Some things did get done that were good and progressive. And, and by the way, this isn't a shit on Doug Fest or anything. There was a couple of things that he did that were great yesterday. And we'll get to those, too. And then I want to talk about the federal government, who has, I'm convinced, lost their fucking mind. I, I'm honestly convinced they don't know what they're doing anymore. But first off, when it comes to Doug, let's give the credit where the credit is due and the criticism where that is also due. All eligible adults in Ontario will be able to book a COVID booster shot appointment come Monday. Okay, that's great. Actually, Doug talked about the importance of getting boosted. Well, let, let me tell you, everything's on the table. I wish I... Ah, you know what? I already played that one. I'll play a different one of Doug talking about booster shots. We have 50 million rapid tests out the door. We're going to continue focusing on rapid tests and booster shots. And we're, we're going to make sure that every corner of this province, uh, there's going to be someone there to give an Ontarian a booster shot. And uh, that, that's the way out of it. Uh, that, that's, that's as clear as, as day. So there you have it. Doug says boosters are the way out of this. I think my problem with that is that I don't believe him. How many times has he said, this is the way out of it? Oh, no, no, no. I know. No, this one is the way out. At of a certain it. point, don't even say it. Like, don't no. even say anything. Just say, we're being recommended to take a booster. You know what? Say it that way if you want to, so that nothing comes back on you, because that would actually be more of a smart choice. To be honest with you, I think it's a smarter choice to say, 
We're told to take the booster. We're told this is going to help with this particular variant. Um, And just again, that honesty. I'm missing that honesty from Doug. I'm missing that honesty from the very beginning where he would have been, I feel like, old Doug, OG Doug, would have been like, look, guys, this sucks for everybody. The boosters are apparently going to help. We're all in this together. Same old crap, but take the booster. We do we do urge you to do that. Here's how we're going to help, A, B, C, D. And, and be honest. Oh, and here's why I've been for the last fucking month. And also, sorry, I'm late. You know, I would be really happy to just get a press conference that included all of that. Yeah, I, there's so many people that would, Kat. Uh, listen, expanding eligibility to 18 plus as of Monday, but giving this weekend for the 50 plus to get it done if they've been procrastinating but do want one, that's a good common sense thing to do. Granted. Now, where did this come from that... Oh, no, 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 no. Don't have to be six months between shots. Let's shorten it to three months between shots. Hmm. Fucking excuse me. No, but I'm, ex- I'm really confused by that. That still confuses me, and I feel like we still don't get a proper answer for that. Why are we doing that? Is anyone else doing that? Not that Is I'm it just aware of. Kieran Moore saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine, guys. What about the, the vaccine? I don't count him as a vaccine scientist. I think nobody does. He's not a vaccine scientist, correct? And correct me if I'm wrong. No. I, is he? Okay. Then we should be making sure that's okay by them. Why is it all of a sudden just okay? Like, ah, you know what, guys? It has been three months, three months, six months, all the same shit. Well, well, n- no, it's probably not the same shit. And how do I trust that you know what the fuck you're talking about? Well, let's see if he does know what the fuck he's talking about, Kat. Let's go to Dr. Kieran Moore from yesterday talking about suggesting that COVID might be airborne. Listen to this. Well, you're, you're hearing very much my concerns about this uh, strain of uh, Omicron, that uh, we're very concerned that there could be much more aerosol spread than other strains. We always uh, assumed that there was a component of spread, but because it's so much more rapidly spreading than Delta, um, we, we want uh, to decrease uh, the number of people in those uh, high access areas. Uh, and, and Listen as- to this guy fumble and stumble all over his words because he doesn't want to, again, put his foot in his mouth. Listen, you glanced over it, but that is a major development. Are we actually finally acknowledging that COVID is in the air? Not just this strand, Kieran. Delta was in the air. They've all been in the air. It's spread through the air, through droplets. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do is say that. I don't know why you're still dancing around it. In fact, he gave another answer that was almost exactly the same. Listen to this. As you're realizing, uh, we're having to change our direction in the face of a new en- enemy. Uh, and Omicron uh, is much more infectious, and, and there is a potential that it uh, can spread in the air. The potential that it can spread through the air. God damn it, will you just say what <laughs> is happening? Uh, and uh, large venues like that can be mass gathering uh, threats uh, of spread. Uh, and as a result, we wanted to increase the ventilation, increase uh, or decrease the total number of people in those venues uh, and uh, have uh, greater oversight of mask wearing in those venues. Um, so as the premier said, we, we don't want to close, uh, but we want to limit or decrease the risk in those venues. Uh, and Omicron is a definite game changer. We, we have to uh, try to decrease the risk of, of rapid spread in those environments. Uh, Again, what is the great concern about Omicron? Is it really just that Omicron may variate into something else? Because that's it's going to do that anyway. I know. That's exactly exactly what I said yesterday. I totally agree. What the fuck? Ugh, boy, oh boy.
Because if that's a concern, say it. Nobody's being straight up. Why isn't anyone just straight up? I don't understand. I don't understand either. We parade around and march around with these press conferences. Nobody can ask any questions of value that we actually want to know answers to. You just got to talk your mumbo jumbo and we have to sit there and listen to it. And then the next day we all have to sit around asking each other questions like, what the fuck? And nobody knows the answer because you won't tell us everything. Let me just go to one more clip. Oh, you're, you're hearing very much my concerns about. I want to go to the end of that first clip. Immunity does wane um, after uh, we we think now three months uh, and a booster. Do you hear that? Your immunity from your second dose wanes after three months. Three months. Did they just discover that yesterday? Because you know, I I've always had a problem with them fucking with the dosage intervals. You know, oh, it should be uh, four weeks after your first shot. And then we changed it to six months. And then we shortened it back down. And now we're fucking with the boosters. I don't get it. I really don't understand. Are we really just doing this at the convenience of what Ontario happens to need today? Because it seems like that's the way it's going here. I don't like that. A lot of people are going to have a major issue with that. One more thing I want to play. And actually, before I do that, we're talking about the good and the bad here from yesterday. Good. Doug opening up eligibility to every adult 18 plus as of Monday, given the weekend to the 50 plus, the very important group to make sure is boosted. They are capping crowds at indoor sports venues and museums and attractions and that sort of thing. If you have over a thousand person capacity, you're cut down to 50%. Still a hell of a crowd. That's still 8,000 people in one building at a Raptors or Leafs game. But that's a major hit financially to a lot of different businesses. And and I'm not overly concerned here about MLSE. They've got a lot of money. Uh, I'm thinking about those movie theaters. <laughs> Spider-Man comes out this weekend, and those theaters are likely going to have to drop to 50% capacity. They are. I mean, they have no... Uh, some of them are. You're right. Some of them are going to. Cineplex already had to release a statement yesterday because they were just bombarded by tweets. What about Spider-Man? No way home. I have tickets for Saturday or whatever it is. And so they're going to let people know. They say, check your inbox and especially check your junk mail just in case it goes to junk. Despite that, I do happen to think it's probably a good idea to reduce the amount of people indoors in those venues. And when it comes to the masks, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to control people wearing a mask in those venues because unless there's an usher standing right there, they're going to take it off. A lot of people are. You see it on TV every single night in arenas and stadiums around the world. People just don't want to wear their masks at those sporting events, particularly the outdoor ones. Making rapid tests available. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that whole thing was way overblown and it was weaponized politically, the rapid tests. I mean, whoever put that story out there that there was millions upon millions of available rapid tests sitting on shelves in Ontario, that's probably a giant pile of bullshit. They're either allocated or we don't have them. Or they're already in transit. That's the reality of the rapid tests that we have. Uh, I think Doug's going to take a lot of flack for the fact that he's making them available specifically at the LCBO. I don't know why we would shit on him for that. I, I'm not shitting on him. I just think it's funny. It's just funny that you place the same place you get liquor, you get the tests. Well, you know, I mean, I think all of Whatever. our government services should be available at a liquor store. We, I should be able to renew my passport and get my license no, uh, photo updated. No, because if I just want to get a damn bottle of wine, you're in my fucking way. Yeah, go take your picture somewhere else. No, no, cat. Imagine the convenience of being able to renew your hunting card at the uh, the liquor store with a bottle of with a bud in your hand. That's great. I don't think I've ever seen a government offer a service at a liquor store before. And and we have an army of those service Ontario locations. They're fucking everywhere. Their whole job is to provide government services. But don't send them there. 
Send them to the fucking liquor you know store. What I think you should do too is just bring the liquor into those service centers. Why don't they serve booze there? You know, you know? give me Why a don't shot. They serve booze? Give me a shot while I'm waiting and filling out this shitty form. That yeah, because you feel like you got ripped off. Yeah. So why not just offer you a drink while you're at it? You can even charge like Scotiabank Arena type prices for that shit. In any case, uh, it's good that they're available. They should be available. And anyone who's concerned over the holidays should probably do it. It takes you a couple minutes. Do the little test. Make sure you're COVID negative, And then uh, go ahead and have your party and have yourself a good time. Mm-hmm. More calls here. You can reach the After 9 podcast at 519-772-4684. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your name? Uh, Mike. Mike, how's it going? Scott? Oh, we're doing good, Mike. Hey, are you afraid of Omicron? No. <laughs> Not one what's, person. What's on your mind, this. Mike? What's on your mind? Oh, I'm just frustrated. Frustrated beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've got trips planned and paid for, and then the agents just called us today. Yeah, that they uh, ban travel or whatever. You're not refundable if we have to do that. If that really? happens, you're not refundable. Refu- so nope. did you assume when you purchased these, these tickets and you book this up that you'd be going so it's fine, so you wouldn't have to worry about that? Well, or did you even ask? Got, we're, yeah, there's uh, 75 of us going. Oh, oh shit. That's oh, yeah. A wedding? Oh, yeah. Wedding or something? No, no. Uh, it, it's a convention in air quotes. Okay. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been to those conventions. I like those. <laughs> I mean, so what do they say? Your your travel insurance is void because the government well, is warning against it? Or how does it work? Well, no, we're, we're past the cancellation time, like for canceling and getting refundable now. And uh, it's just... I don't know. I, so you either go or you lose your money. Basically, either go. Well, if we're allowed to go, what if you're not allowed to go because they're gonna say no more travel, like no more travel? And I guess the agent said Sunwing is fighting on our behalf. Like they're just screaming at the government to not do this to them because it's just going to hurt everybody. So, but and, yeah, and, like you're out, you're out three, four grand a, a pop type thing. Jeez, that's and crazy. Sorry about your loss. Wow, man. Uh, are you so, getting your booster? Undecided. I'm a firefighter, I'm like a volunteer fire firefighter. Okay. And I see a lot of people, but I'm like, yeah. I'm still undecided. Do I, I? I could have got it a month ago, and I'm like, I don't really know if I need to get it or not. Like, into some pretty sketchy calls, and I'm still flying safe. So yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us are skeptical. We feel that's you know, we, it's not even like your anti-vax. I assume you've obviously had the first two. It's just oh, that yeah. you know, a that lot of questions. Too. This third oh, one, it, it has questions for me. Oh, like I, I'm, I'm vaxxed. Mom, or my wife's vaxxed. Both my kids have their first shot in, and we're waiting for their second one because we wanted to travel with them this winter too. So I'm like, all right, well, let's let's go here. We believe in it, but do we? Like, how much do you pump into your body? Yeah, I, I hear that. Hey, listen, man, thanks for doing what you do. It's not an easy job. It's very underappreciated and doesn't get the attention that it deserves. But it's good to know that if shit goes down, there's guys like you that are coming to help. Oh well, hey, thanks for you doing what you guys do too. Like, freaking you guys. I, I, you're giving honest opinions. You're willing to hear both sides of the talk, and I, I love that. I listen to you guys every single day. It's, I, you know, so it's almost had an alarm set for eleven o'clock. Oh, I can listen to the podcast. Should be up by now. Love that. <laughs> That's so, awesome. <laughs> thanks, bro. You thanks, have a great Mike. Christmas. Yeah, you guys too have a great Christmas. And hey, I love hearing the the Christmas. Oh, did we lose him? Doing is absolutely fantastic. All right, so thank you, buddy. Keep, keep up the fantastic work. Oh, thank you. Take care, man. Uh, 772-4684, the number to reach after nine, anytime we are, uh, there was one more thing I did want to mention about Doug, cause we're still trying to get through the good and the bad, but calls keep coming in. So here we go. Uh, good boosters available to everybody for those who want it. The fact that they're available everywhere, basically for free. 
I, I don't know what more you, you people wanted that were screaming at the top of your lungs for rapid tests. It's not that they weren't available. They just weren't free. But you could go and get a rapid test. If you're really mm. fucking concerned about it, go get one. Now, when it comes to these free ones, every student in Ontario has got a kit of five of them. Every one of them. Yeah. On top of that, they're making them available at everywhere from the LCBO to shopping centers, transit hubs, libraries, community centers. Like, what more do you want? You want them to fucking deliver them to your house and stick it right up your nose for you? I, I Have a little bit of responsibility here. If you want a rapid test and you think it will help, go out of your way to find one. If you get a free one, great. If you can't find a free one, then just pay the goddamn money. Yeah. That's yeah. just all there is to it. And that's exactly what I will do. <laughs> Talk to somebody who does who have one of those have one of those kits that you mentioned that, that were sent home and someone might have a spare that they can lend you. You know, it is ridiculous, though. And, and it's just such a almost like a slap in the face. The fact that they sent rapid tests for every single student in Ontario. But they didn't include one extra kit in every box for the teacher in that room. The fuck are you guys thinking? What are you thinking? Who's more at risk, the kids or the teachers? The teachers are the ones in there every single fucking day helping kids blow noses and tie shoelaces and all that shit, getting real close to kids who are, based on what we've seen, the ridiculous amount of COVID spreading around schools right now, these teachers have got it pretty fucking bad. Get them the best masks possible. Get it for them now. And give them the damn test kit. Why would you give it to every kid and not the teachers? The fuck are you guys that thinking? That doesn't even make sense. I'm just They're trying to figure so out. They're so fucking short-sighted. Was that seriously an oversight? Or are they looking at that going, oh yeah, shit, we forgot about that? Like, I don't know how you forget it? the teacher in a school. How do you talk about yeah. schools and not think about teachers? I guess in their mind, I assume they thought, well, they're adults. They can go get one from one of the many places that will have them. They can go to the LCBO and get it. Listen, it. there's no spread happening in a ton of different places. There's not. There is an epic amount in the schools every single person that's even been to a school should be getting those rapid test kits especially the teachers you could even make a case for it's even more important to check the teachers than the students there's very little risk of a fatal outcome for a kid there's a real risk for some of these teachers let's fucking go get them the kits god damn it and that so that's a criticism one more though and i I got to do this because for for as long as we've been talking about COVID on this podcast, which is coming up on two fucking years now, mm-hmm. we have had some exceptional small business owners that reach out to us regularly that have shared with us how much they're struggling, the, the journey, the roller coaster that they've been placed on by Doug Ford and the government of Ontario. Fuck you, Doug! And yesterday, Doug said it. And I hope... That every single restaurant owner, hospitality worker heard what Doug said yesterday. Because again, let's go back to October. Remember when he said, oh yeah, Scotiabank Arena and all the stadiums, they can go up to 100% capacity. Mm-hmm, I recall. But he fucked the restaurants yep. by leaving them restricted. We talked about it. I think it was an entire podcast. And he made them wait a couple more weeks before they could reopen. Well, lo and behold... It turns out the restaurants weren't the problem. Mm. Listen to Doug in his own words yesterday. Well, let's be very clear. You got to target the largest uh, venues and the largest venues are the sports games, uh, large concerts. Uh, you know, people aren't masking as much as, uh, you know, they, they implore to the mask. They, they all aren't masking. You're sitting side by side for hours. 
compared to a restaurant, that's comparing apples and bananas uh, as far as I'm concerned, not even apples and oranges. Off script, Doug, right there. Another beauty of an analogy. Apples and bananas. His mind's going, that doesn't sound right. I'll just pretend I meant it. Not even the oranges, just the bananas. That's what I meant to say. But, uh, you know, they they're, they're have uh, strict protocols in these restaurants, and they've done an incredible job. They're spacing people out, and uh, they're, they're being masked unless you're, you're eating. And there's a big difference between a restaurant and 20,000 people in an arena. Where the fuck was that in October when we were screaming it at the top of our lungs and you left them restricted so that the Leafs and Raptors could have a full stadium? The ca- the cat- now you're admitting they had perfectly safe protocols <laughs> the, all along? The, the cat fantasy of the honest press conference would have been great right here. Right here is the moment he would have been like, you know, I was looking over what I said a few months back and I was like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot, Doug. I was wrong. So I'm sorry about that. It's actually the other way around, in my opinion. The restaurants are doing a great job. I fucked that right up. Fuck you, Doug! I fucked it right up, guys. See, that's the honesty I want. Yeah, I know. But wait, what happened to him? He's been abducted by Arthur and transformed into this fuck. Listen, Doug, you personally, you personally, and, and you can say, oh, well, you know, the doctors advised us to do it. That should be proof positive that you should stop listening to that fucking motley crew of, of lockdown enthusiasts. Stop it. The fact that you did that and left those restaurants high and dry while 20,000 people were pumped into Scotiabank Arena, you should apologize. In fact, here's a good project for you, Doug. Why don't you go to every single restaurant in Ontario there you go. There's a good job. And, and, and apologize to the restaurant owners that are willing to accept your apology for that because it's no fucking different than what you did to the hair salons. Remember? Oh, salons got to stay closed. We're going to keep fucking those salons. Screw the hairdressers. Fuck them. We don't care about them. You did that. And then when you finally lifted the restriction, it never came back. In fact, you put them in the low risk category after leaving them as one of the last to reopen back in June. The fuck? The fuck? It's crazy, cat. It's absolute madness and insanity, but I'm glad that now Doug has admitted. Hang on to that information, restaurant owners. Hang on to it. You do have safe protocols in place. You have done all the right things, and you are not the problem. You never were. This is not something that changed this month because of Omicron. You were never the problem, but you got screwed. And that's all there is to it. All the tips those servers missed out on, all the the sales you could have made, all gone for no good reason. Can we move on to a couple other things? Yeah, let's do it. Because there's a few other things I want yeah, to sure, squeeze sure. in here. Yeah, there's some fun stuff today. Did you see that list that came out? Uh, Pornhub? Yeah, I love this list. And every year it changes. And I've got questions about this one, though, because some of the shit, I have no idea what it is. Pornhub has revealed the porn site's most popular searches for 2021. The most popular search term across the U.S. was hentai, a type of Japanese anime. The Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn, the most searched movie franchise or character, followed by Wonder Woman, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Black Widow. Huh. Who the fuck is searching for Harry Potter porn? (laughs) Who the fuck did that? That magic wand is probably so fucking dirty. It's gross. Uh, Meanwhile, the most searched for porn star was Lana Rhodes. 
Lana Rhodes. Do you want to spell Rhodes so people can know how, what to look for when they look for her? R-H-O-A-D-E-S. There you go. Lana Rhodes. The Illinois-born actress quit the industry earlier this year and says she now regrets making adult movies. So check them out before they're oh, gone. Oh, it's one of those uh, It's one of those dealios, huh? One of those dealios. I want to be a serious actress now. No country on earth consumes more pornography than Americans, followed by the British, followed by the Japanese. The French were in fourth, and the Italians came in fifth. The most viewed category for a second year in a row on Pornhub. Ebony. Oh. Ebony Ebony beat out lesbian and MILF. Oh, the MILF got knocked down too, huh? Very good. Very good. I like it. I like it. That's some diverse top three right there. And I'm, is. I'm here for it. You know, you've got uh, Ebony, lesbian, and MILF. Searches for the word trans. We're up 134% year over year. Oh, snap. Good, good, good. Look at that diversity here, eh? There's something for everybody, and I like it. What do you search for when you're in there? When you're looking, when when you've got a couple extra minutes before your husband gets home and you just need something to get you through, what's your go to category, Kat? I mean, I typically go to MILFs and lesbians, and I just mix two and three together. (laughs) I like lesbian MILFs. Milfy lesbian video. That's like a bonus. Yeah. Or boner, I should say. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Marie Claire has revealed their list of what naughty shit you women have been up to for the last little while. Oh, what have we been up to? You weigh in on each one of these, please. Okay. 33% of women have hooked up with a guy that they knew their best friend liked. So even if you're not really into him, you know your girlfriend likes him, so you fucked him. (sighs) It's a long sigh. Yeah. Long pause. Yeah. You're not saying much. That's, that's, that is naughty. That's dirty shit right that's there. That's dirty. What if they're in a relationship with that? Are we talking single guy, your friend has an interest in them, so you fucked them? This isn't like your friend's husband or your friend's boyfriend or anything like that, is it? It's or all, is it? Mm-mm. I think that this is all a very mental, this is a game. This is a game. And a lot of people who have a lot of self-confidence issues will play this game. Really? Yep. This you think is that's a, what it comes down yep, to? Yep, I do. Um, if they're not in that relationship, to answer your question. So I, I've i got a girlfriend who, whatever, has a crush on a guy, whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get to that guy first because I'm fucking better than you. That's what it is. Okay. It's very mental. You've got problems and you should probably address those problems and do something to gain a little bit of self-confidence because you got none. Almost four in 10 women have intentionally worn a dress to work without underwear. Oh. Intentionally for what reason, though? Does it say? like Feeling in, a little naughty? Get, case, get a little air on it? I don't know. It feels good feels or in good. case the, just in the case quickie the, occurs. In case uh, there's a randomly just a dick at the office, you might want to jump on it and have hey, no obstruction. Hey, yeah, sorry, Sherry. Are you using that dick? Can I use that? Because I'm ready to go. Can I borrow that? Thanks. <laughs> It's just sitting on the table. I didn't know. Nobody claimed this dick. This dick is an un- unclaimed dick. Awesome. Good day. I'll be in the break room. <laughs> 49% of women have lied about the number of men they've slept with. Do you lie down or do you lie up? If you're going to lie about the number of partners, do you want to downplay how many it is or do you want to make it seem like you're, you got a lot of people knocking on the door? Isn't that so funny? I feel like th- p- there's different kinds of people. They always say about that rule about uh, 
the rule of se- what is the rule of sevens or something like that where you're supposed to add whatever it is maybe it's rule of fours I fucking forget it's an American pie isn't that how you figure out how old how young you can date no there's okay so that's maybe that's where I'm getting the seven from there's one regarding how many people you slept with oh is it a math equation it's, maybe it's three I'm fucking this up but it's from American pie yes and men tend to add three women tend to not tell you about about three really yeah so if a woman says she's been with Five guys. It's probably closer to eight. It's probably closer to eight. Maybe a couple of them were just a tip, but it still happened. And if a guy, just the tip counts. Just the tip counts. If any part of you goes in any part of them, it counts. So if a guy (laughs) says he slept with 10 women, it's probably closer to seven. Probably. Interesting. That's, That's according to the rule. Now, that's young people, by the way. We should also stress that's like, you know, younger. Listen, you've also got to factor in the curve here. You can't just arbitrarily make a decision on somebody else's number without factoring in the other equations as they get a little older. Of course, you're going to have a higher body count as you get older. You're older. You've been on the planet longer. Unless you're in one relationship, then you're something. Something's up with that. (laughs) Yeah. My, I'm at 47 now. Like, haven't you been married for 20 years? Like, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't add up. (laughs) 59% of women have intentionally given someone else the wrong number. I think that's rude. Just tell them you're not interested. Don't string anybody along. And that goes for you too, guys. Don't string anybody along. Give out a fake number. Yeah, I guess it's an easy way to avoid confrontation and get out of an awkward situation. But at the end of the day, don't we all just appreciate a little honesty? If I think, hey, that girl gave me your number. That's great. Yeah. In your head, you may be planning your fucking wedding. They have no interest in ever talking to you. It's mean. 65% of women have said they'd call and never did. Oh, I'm feeling the PTSD here. That's sad. Mm. One in five women admit they've blackmailed someone. And this is in a naughty survey, so I'm going to guess that that involves sex. No, I, yeah. And don't you wonder around you and your own little, and it doesn't even have to be like close friends or close coworkers or anything like that, but you know someone, like someone knows something about someone else potentially to do with blackmailing someone regarding sex. And sometimes you get away with it completely, right? Sometimes you never find out. Over at Zillow, U.S. real estate giant, they've reappraised the North Pole, Cat. Ah. Uh. The North Pole, for the first time ever, and this is a 19% year-over-year increase in value. That just goes to underscore how important the housing crisis is. The one house at the North Pole is now worth $1,031,401 for the first time ever. Santa's home is worth over a million bucks. I would, have been, I would have thought more. I mean, that's a pretty popular spot there, no? Yeah, it's in a shit location, though. It's cold. <laughs> you and can't find any... Was there a grocery store there? I don't know. How do they procure food? They just kill an elf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Throw another elf on the barbecue. <laughs> Toss an apple in that one's mouth and rotate it over the grill. There you go. Find me the reindeer that's shittiest at the, flying. Yeah. <laughs> Ho, 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 I'm going out hunting. No, mama, no. (laughs) So they say the main house is 2,500 square feet. That's a lot for a couple of retirees. It's just him and her that live there, no? Don't they get, they get some visitors every now and again, wouldn't they? Would they get any family visitors or, uh... Who the fuck is going to visit at the North Pole? (laughs) Doug. Doug, when we send him there. (laughs) When we ship him out of here and put him there, that's who. Hope there's a fuck you, Doug. 
there's a spare bedroom for your... Well, you know what? No, fuck that. You sleep on the floor. This home, they say, was built in 1822, although it did undergo a remodel in 2013. That was before the supply chain crisis, so he probably got his appliances fairly quickly. They say the North Pole is a three-bedroom home on a 25-acre property that includes reindeer stables, a large garage for the sleigh, a large workshop, and a bunch of tiny homes on the property. All right, well, let's sort through this. Uh, When you say large workshop, the workshop at the North Pole would likely make an Amazon facility look like a single garage home. Yeah, they make like everything there. Yeah. All the toys in the world come from this fucking place. That comes with it for a million dollars? Like, get, shit, that's a good deal. It's on the property. I mean, if it's a, if it ever went up for sale, we're saying. 25-acre property with a 2,500-square-foot home and a large workshop with stables. I think this is a hell of a bargain. Now, as for these tiny houses, do the elves come with it or do you have to evict them? Now, imagine evicting a bunch of tiny elves out of their tiny homes. I'm sorry, little fucking... Jingle el- dick. Get the- Jingle dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, I know people are throwing around the term renovation, but we actually do need to renovate. Got to move my in-laws in Where here. Where am I going to go? I don't know, but you can't stay here. <laughs> I have no place to live. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. The cookie elves found a great spot <laughs> in the tree. Why don't you go and look for one of those? Uh. <laughs> Go live in the candy cane forest or some shit. I don't know. (laughs) Go climb on that narwhal and he'll take you down to New York City. There's lots of places available there. I know it's silly, but it's fun. It's It's fun. It's fun, sure. Over a million dollars now to be the owner of the North Pole. If you own the North Pole, are you Santa? (laughs) I guess you kind of are. I think that... You might have to become, it's like the Santa Claus. It's like Tim Allen. You're going to just all of a sudden grow a beard and get fat and shit. As soon as you move in, you're just going to become Santa. Man, woman, doesn't matter. You're Santa now. Congrats. Last thing I want to cover here. Everyone has probably heard someone else pass on leftovers because they don't want to have the same thing two nights in a row. Right? Sure. But with food prices this high, we should be eating every last piece of food in the house. I agree. Food waste is the biggest pet peeve in my household, Scott. Well, here's the irony. If you're one of those people who doesn't like leftovers because you don't want to eat the same thing two nights in a row, allow us to call you out on your bullshit. Because you're a hypocrite. 68% eat the same breakfast foods at least twice in a row. In the same week. I believe it. But only 9% of them will do that at dinner time. Hmm. So why is it not cool to have, I don't know, meatloaf and mashed potatoes two nights in a row, but you'll eat a box of fucking shreddies every day of your life? That's a great point. Researchers say it's due to a combination of biological and psychological factors. For one, humans are most energized in the morning. So we may make less exciting meal choices in the morning hours so we don't feel totally overstimulated. Now, as for the psychological aspect, doctors say we tend to have one or two goals for our meals, eating something that's healthy and convenient or eating something that brings us pleasure. So during a busy work week, we tend to go 
for health and convenience at breakfast, but we're more likely to want something pleasurable for dinner. I mean, I can do pleasurable things two nights in a row. <laughs> I'm a f- I don't know why food would be any fucking different. Sure. What's the problem there? I, what is the problem? That It's strange. I, I hope that people don't waste the food. I have no problem with this. It's just a, a waste of food is a problem. So if you leave it there, let's say meatloaf is a great example. Meatloaf. Had meatloaf fresh. Good. Fine. Leftovers. Nah, fuck that. Can't do that again. At least make sure you have it the following night and don't throw it out and waste the food completely. Don't. Eat it. it. Someone will eat it. <laughs> Unless it's shitty meatloaf, then no one wants it. Last but certainly not least. Ben Affleck was on last night. Uh-huh. He was on Kimmel, I think it was, right? Correct. And he wanted to clear up the confusion from the previous interview. And I wanted to talk about this in yesterday's After 9, but we didn't even have time. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking busy yesterday and all the COVID shit and Doug keeps pissing everybody off and it's a problem. So quickly explain what happened with Ben Affleck in this interview that got all the controversy before we play his correction because he was fucking angry last night. He was angry. And, you know, I don't blame him, especially then the truth of the matter is it was a two hour interview with Howard Stern initially. Right. So this was on Monday. He sat down with Howard Stern. It was one of those in-depth, you know, how Stern does his thing. And they, they talked about all kinds of things. Life. Very family. few people are as good at it as Stern is. He's, he's fantastic. So life, family, relationships, J-Lo, uh, his kids, Jennifer Garner was brought up. Alcoholism was brought up and he got very open about it. And yes, I was an alcoholic. Uh, it was a bad time, and a couple of the quotes, the excerpts from the interview came out, and jumbling them together, this is what he he wants us to to realize, is jumbling them together as one piece is completely out of context, because one of the quotes included something along the lines of, and I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, but one, uh, one of the quotes was, you know, I, if I was still married, I would probably still be drinking. I felt there was no way out. I felt, and he did use the word trapped. Um, I wanted to stay for the kids. I thought the best solution was to drink a bottle of scotch and pass out on the couch all the time. That wasn't the case. And my life was a mess, blah, blah, blah. I can confirm that. What was <laughs> what was missing for a lot of people who were pissed off at Ben Affleck after all of these quotes came to light on Tuesday and Wednesday was that where the fuck was the par- part where Jennifer Garner basically picked you up, dusted you off, took you to rehab, after the split, by the way, they were not even together, but she thought enough about the father of her child, her children, sorry, get your fucking shit together, brought him to rehab. There's even, you can look up old videos and photos of her knocking on his townhouse door after he'd got a case of booze delivered to himself, all disheveled and shit, like for sure drunk, getting a box of alcohol, like he needs more alcohol. And she's like, she went right into the townhouse right away, like, let me in. There's paparazzi out there. They're talking shit about you. Get your shit together. That was the story, right? At the time, years ago. He's cleaned his act up since then. Very good. We all know he's with Jennifer Lopez. Fine. People didn't like those quotes. So he now is on Kimmel. It surprised me because sometimes celebrities, they'll either just completely ignore it and hope it goes away. Or if it pisses them off enough, they will usually address it. And such is the case here. So last night, his buddy Kimmel, they've been friends a long time. He decided this was the best place to address that. They said that I had blamed my ex-wife for my alcoholism and that I was trapped in this marriage. Like, just made me out to be like the worst, most insensitive, stupid, awful guy. I get it. Me, I'm happy to be sad, Batman. I'm happy to be Dunkin' Donuts and the meme. I understand. Really, like, it's about my kids. I got to just draw a line. It's the exact opposite of who I am, what I believe, and I would never want my kids to think I would ever say a bad word about their mom because this really upset you. I mean, obviously. That hurts my feelings, man. Okay, so let me ask you. 
did he come out and correct the record because he was truly misquoted or did we read too much into what he said the first time or is he truly uh, does he feel the way it came across in that interview? Because from what I heard and maybe I only heard an edited version, it did sound like he was saying. I was in a relationship that I felt trapped in. I felt I couldn't go anywhere because of my kids. So I stayed in it, but I drank to cope. And that is not that far off for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are stuck in relationships right now or feel that they're stuck, but they don't want to leave because of the kids. And so they do turn to alcohol or drugs or whatever else. I'm trying to figure out if Ben is being honest or if he just doesn't like that bad press that he got for 24 hours there. And it really was not a good look. Well, and here's the interesting part is because there's so many, there's a couple other layers to this, is that another report had come out on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it was, that Jennifer Lopez was not happy. And it wasn't even necessarily that those quotes that came to light. It was, you're dragging me into this because now every fucking article has my name in it. And she doesn't like bad press. You might notice this about J-Lo. She does a lot to cover up bad press. She will, you know, get naked and, and cause everyone to look that direction instead of the storylines that are happening in her life. You might notice that about her. So the, another story was unfolding claiming that she was pissed off at him for saying those things and also pissed off that this was taken out of context. Go correct this. Now, I don't, I don't like that, that, that narrative only because it does make it seem like J-Lo's controlling. And I'm sure that it, it, it's possible that he literally caught wind of this article. And the truth is, yeah, he saw it on Twitter. He saw it and said, fuck that, because I don't want my kids seeing this. Everything that's out there on the Internet is out there forever. You know, so his kids are going to eventually be at the age, if they're not already, a couple of them are a little older. I don't know how old, what was their first one? Serafina, anyway, I'm not sure how old she is. But they're, they can Google things. Everything is Googleable. And you, your parents pop up. You're going to read something about it, and he doesn't want that. So it's probably, I, I do find it to be sincere. The other thing that I will mention is, I do agree, a lot of things are taken out of context. This is a two-hour interview. Did, the, did they even listen to the full two-hour interview? Anyone who was judging him? Probably not. I will admit, I didn't even listen to the full two-hour interview. But we caught wind of the story, same thing, and there were some quotes, and those were actually quotes, but they were more spread out, and they were out of context. And I do believe that that does happen. I'm glad he corrected it. A lot of people would have just swept it under the rug, not said a word, and just hoped it went away. Last thing. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. It's been going on a lot. This year, the Christmas music started very, very early. And I'd never heard this until today. But there's an, inst- uh, sorry, an acapella version of All I Want for Christmas is You. Have you heard this yet? No, I haven't. Mariah Carey, with the music taken away, they say you really need to hear this to truly appreciate how talented she is and how good of a song All I Want for Christmas is You is. So listen to this. I hear those sleigh bells ringing, Santa won't you bring me the one I really need, won't you please bring my baby to me, oh I don't want a lot for Christmas, this is all I'm asking for, I just want to see my baby standing right outside my door, oh I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true, oh, baby, all I want for Christmas is you. You. Holy fuck. 
elves in the fucking North Pole just heard that. <laughs> and they all got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. That's my girl. Holy fuck, Mariah. Uh, <laughs> I, that are, like, I feel like trying to do those notes from the lower kind of deep throat, deep, the ones in your deep throat, you know what I mean? All the way to the high up ones. It's fucked. I got a sore throat listening yeah. to that. <laughs> right? I feel like I felt that in my throat and I wasn't even singing. And I think my coffee mug just broke <laughs> over there in the corner. The fuck is that? <laughs> uh, she's great. She really, really is. Queen of Christmas. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Tomorrow, we'll scrape together together whatever bullshit we can come up with. Uh, Dave Blizzard, is he coming tomorrow? I think so. I hope he's better. I don't know. I hope he's feeling okay. I don't know. It was a lingering cold. Yeah. We'll get him in to see Kieran Moore and see what he comes out with. <laughs> Nine boosters. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided the interval is two weeks. Two weeks between your third and fourth show. For Dave, it's every two hours. <laughs> They're going to put him on like a Pfizer drip. <laughs> Uh, we will leave you with something different today. Usually we do the late night jokes, but this was a really good bit that Jimmy Kimmel had on the Tonight Show. Uh, replace Fallon. one. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Replace one word from a Christmas song. Enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow. Jolly old St. Nicholas Cage. There you go. <laughs> I saw mommy French kissing Santa Claus. Oh, that's. Yeah. That changes the song a little bit. There's no place like Home Depot for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Anyone work here? Rocking Speedos around the Christmas tree. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hark the Herald Hell's Angels sing. Oh. Lap dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh. They're really updating, they're really updating that. I'll be home for Christmas arguments. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Santa Baby Yoda. That's what I'm talking about. Those are tonight's show hashtags. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.